0: You're listening to the Meeting Midway podcast, a podcast of Midway United Methodist Church in Alpharetta, Georgia, featuring Pastor Jenny Andoni and Pastor Amanda Lane. Over the course of the podcast, we'll hear how the church relates to the real-world issues that matter to you and how God loves us all. Now, let's meet Midway. Good morning. Welcome to Midway United Methodist Church. Why don't you please stand up and worship with us? (laughs)
1: Good morning, Midway. It's wonderful to be able to worship together, both in this physical space as well as virtual space online. We welcome each of you. Um, Ask you, if you would, a little later, just to click on that QR code in front of you in the pew, or if you're online, to click on that link. Please register your attendance. It's very helpful to us in knowing when people are missing and we need to follow-up on that. So please do that. Also, in the midweek this past week, you see a, a link to our mission opportunities for this year. So I ask you to look at that or there are hard copies out in the Welcome Center and look at those and if you would get those on your calendar so that we can be focused on our mission and outreach this year. Let us now pray as we prepare and continue to worship God. Most gracious God, you are the author of love, and we give you thanks, Lord, for your love for us, especially as expressed through the sacrificial love of your Son, Jesus Christ. Lord, may our worship be an expression of our gratitude and love for all that you have done for us, and may it overflow in love for our neighbor. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
2: I'm forgiven because you weren't forsaken. Accepting. Great.
3: Tiffany Williams. I'm the Director of Children and Family Ministries. And and, um, I'd like to invite the children to come up front for the children's sermon this morning. Good morning. Good morning. How are y'all this morning? I'm good. Thank you for asking. So this morning, we are going to talk about God's love. Are you excited about that? I'm excited to talk about God's love. And today's Bible verse is going to talk about all about God's love and how God's love is in action. So what is love in action? Your parents tell you that they love you. But how do they show you that they love you? Anyone? How do they show you? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Giving you a hug. What else? Being nice to you. Yeah, David. Giving you kisses. That's good. Anyone else? How about that they buy you clothes? What do you have? maybe that they buy you food
2: i actually been at
3: rosie's house <laughs> well that's good what about you rosie mm-hmm.
2: and i give him
3: hugs oh that's very kind that's and showing him love at his house.
2: that's good they
3: give you a shelter and a place to sleep that is exactly right uh-huh shelter place to sleep school to go to. Absolutely. Those are all great, great examples of how we show love through action. No, not yet. Just give me. You cannot. Not right now, okay? So did you know that showing God's love also means showing God's love even when it's hard? It's not always easy to show love, right? Sometimes someone's not nice to you and you want to say something mean, but showing God's love is not saying something mean. It's saying something kind, right? Or when you're maybe a little mad at somebody and you still do something nice for them. That's showing God's love. Yes, ma'am. Oh, standing up for yourself or standing up for your friends. Uh-huh. Oh, that's good, Charlie. Uh-huh, i being grateful for everything you give. That's right, you should. Those are awesome. So today, I'm going to read the Bible is, of course, full of ways that people showed love even when it was hard. And so we're going to go into our little box here that Miss Amanda has been using. And we're going to find our little conversation heart. And it says, Tiffany's not good at multitasking right here. And it says, what's that say? Be love because God wants us to be love, right? He wants us to show love and to be love here on earth. And so that is what our Bible, um, our Bible verse says. So I'm going to read first Corinthians 13, four through six and 13. And while I read it, I want you to put up your hands. Okay. I can't do it because I have one hand on a mic. So put up your hands and I want you to count how many ways it tells us about how we can love. Can you guys do that to help me? Okay, you ready? Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not want what belongs to others. It does not brag. It is not proud. It does not dishonor other people. It does not look out for its own interest. It does not easily become angry. It does not keep track of other people's wrongs. Love is not happy with evil. But it is full um, of joy when the truth is spoken, and the three most important things to have are faith, hope, and love. And the greatest one is love. It's a lot of things, right? Wow, that's a lot of ways that we can show love. All
2: right. Okay. Thank you.
3: <laughs> All right. So, us showing God's love is doing it even when it's hard, right? Who needs love? Everyone needs love. Yes, David. Why? Everyone needs love, right? Even if they're kind of mean, they still need love, right? All right, so we are, oh, yes. Yes, George. That's good. You keep being nice to them, okay? You keep showing God's love. So what we're going to do, instead of doing our praying hands today, I want you guys to use your hands to make a heart. Can you do that? Here, sit buddy. Yeah, you can. Right here, look. Just put your hands together like that. Try it if you can. And we're going to bow our heads and we're going to say a prayer, okay? Ready? Dear God of love, thank you, Lord, for helping us to show love. Thank you for letting us be love here on earth. To shine your light, Lord. We thank you, and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, guys. You did a great job. Thank you.
1: Let us now go to God in prayer. If I speak in the tongues of mortals or of angels, but do not have love, I'm just like a noisy clanging cymbal. And if I have wonderful powers to see all the great possibilities in serving you, Lord, the wondrous journey which you have placed before us, but don't have love in my heart and in my actions, I'm just making empty noises. Lord, we confess that often we are like loud clanging cymbals or empty promises. We we say that we want to do things, but we back away because we think things will be hard, too tough for us. We forget that you will be with us, guiding, healing, and strengthening us for service when we commit it to you. So than rather doing your work, we often just go through the motions of being religious. Forgive us, Lord. Help us to understand that the opportunities for service that you offer to us also come with your abiding presence and the love that you poured out. Into our hearts through your Holy Spirit. It is your love which makes what seems impossible possible. So turn us around, Lord, and place us back on the path of joyful service in Christ's name. Because you are love, and in you resides faith, hope, and love. Your love has been poured out on us and all creation since the beginning of time and especially made manifest through Jesus Christ. So teach us again His great message of hope. Remind us that love is risky. We risk censure and alienation from people who don't understand true love. Let us know that you are with us through this and every time of life. And give us courage to be your faithful witnesses by the kind of loving service and care we give to others, especially outside these walls. We offer this prayer in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven,
4: Good morning. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, Lord, I ask that you would speak through me in this time. Let the words that we hear be your words and let them inspire us to transformation. In your name we pray. Amen. So, um, Tiffany did a real great job explaining love and love in action. So, y'all can go on home now. We're done. (laughs) No. I'm just going to reiterate what she said and, um, and just echo her. Uh, I wonder, this might seem like a silly question. I'm, I am going somewhere. Who has ever attended a wedding ceremony? So everybody here has attended a wedding ceremony. Yep. Jenny has attended multiple wedding ceremonies. Um, in those ceremonies that you've gone to, how many of you have heard the, the scripture, 1 Corinthians 13, read. That's the love is patient, love is kind. Yep. A lot of us have heard it. Maybe, maybe you even used that scripture at your wedding. Maybe that's what was read when you and your spouse got married. Um, this, this chapter is frequently called the wedding scripture or the love chapter. Um, just a way for, for us to understand God's love. Um, now, for those of you that had it at your wedding, when you had it read, love is patient, love is kind, did you truly understand that? So when you, when you are saying your vows to your spouse, did you understand completely what you were committing to? I know for Victor and myself, we had no idea. <laughs> we just knew that we really loved each other. But, you know, as the years go on, I think we learned a little bit more and more what love meant, and and love began to develop even further. It grew deeper and deeper. Uh, The same thing, I think, happens as we read this scripture, as we read this 1 Corinthians chapter 13. We we read it, and, and one part sticks out to us. And then the next time we read it, something else sticks out to us and then and then another part sticks out to us, and all of these parts in this scripture tell us about God's love and about our call to love others. So um, I, I love that this is um, such a popular scripture. I think it might be the second most popular scripture, you know John 3:16 most people know, uh, but this one might be one that everybody else hears. Both, both Christians and non-Christians. People who believe in the love of God and people who are going, what is this love of God about? So I think it's really important that we look into it and see what it can tell us about God's love and, and what it can tell us the way that we can live out this love so that people who do hear this look and say, oh, that person is a Christian. I can tell by their love. So our scripture, like I said, is 1 Corinthians 13. If you've got your Bibles or the Bible app on your phone, go ahead and open it up. Uh, Find that scripture this morning so that you can follow along. And I want to remind us um, what we read last week. Last week, Paul was talking about the spiritual gifts that everybody's given. Everybody receives a spiritual gift. And he reminded us that not one of those gifts is not more important than the other Um, and he also said these gifts help us build up the body of god they help us to understand help us to show god's love to others so first corinthians 13 comes immediately after this talk about spiritual gifts and it's a continuation and sort of a, a bigger example of as you live out your life of faith As you are are living out these gifts, this is your motivation. 1 Corinthians chapter 13 reads, If I speak in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give away all my possessions and if I hand over my body so that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. But as for prophecies, they will come to an end. As for tongues, they will cease. As for knowledge, it will come to an end. For we know only in part And we prophesy only in part. But when the complete comes, the partial will come to an end. When I was a child, I spoke like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became an adult, I put an end to childish ways. For now we see in a mirror dimly. But then we will see face to face. Now I know only in part. Then... I will know fully, even as I have been fully known. And now faith, hope, and love abide, these three. And the greatest of these is love. This is the word of God for you, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Now remember why Paul is writing this letter. Paul is writing this letter to the people of Corinth because they were having some issues. There were debates and controversies that were ripping apart the church, and, and these debates and controversies were, um, were over certain spiritual gifts. Whose was more important? Which one was, was more valuable to have? So Paul calls this family meeting. This is his way to say, all right, you've messed up. We need to talk. We need to get our heads on straight and figure out who we really are. Now, when I was younger um, and my brother and sister and I would would start to get at each other's throats, my parents would send us upstairs and they'd say, go have a kid meeting. And it went as well as you could imagine. Um, Kid meetings were for us to sit down and to figure out a way that we could live together peacefully. And in these kid meetings, we kind of came back to who we were. We are siblings. we, We like each other. And we should treat each other with respect and with kindness. And so that's kind of what what Paul's doing here. He's saying, come on, let's figure this out. Let's figure out who we are supposed to be to each other and to the world. So we're going to look at these verses a little bit more in depth. In the first part of this chapter, Paul reminds the Corinthians that if they're not using their spiritual gifts, if they're not using those gifts to honor and glorify God, they might as well not have them. That seems kind of like a stretch, but, but Paul found that some were using their spiritual gifts to gain notoriety for pride and, and recognition. And he said, that's, that's not the way we do things. If your motivation is not love, then, you're mo- then you are not using these gifts to honor God. It's almost like saying... If I'm Superman and I have all these powers, I can leap a single building in, or a building in a single bound, but I don't use my powers to help others. What's the point? I use it selfishly. I gain nothing. God gave us these gifts for a purpose, to build up the body of Christ, to be used to, to point. Everybody towards God, and the gifts were given in love, given in love, and God expects us to use it the same way. If we continue on in this scripture, we, we see that Paul moves on to describe exactly what love is. So what, if, if we're supposed to use this love, what is this love? What does love look like? Now, the world, our world tends to look at love and say it's an emotion, it's something like a physical attraction to someone else. But Paul is saying, no, it's something deeper. Paul is saying it is a verb. It's something you do, something you act on. Look at um, verse 4, 4 through 7. Paul uses the scripture, and, and all of these are actions. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not envious or boastful or arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice in wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. This is a lot more harder than the physical and the emotional love that we all start out with. To act in love, to act and and to use your spiritual gifts for Paul means that you act in love. You use these gifts to honor God. The motivation should be love. Paul then continues on in the scripture to remind people and to remind us that love is the greatest He reminds, in the scripture, he he says, you know, knowledge and tongues, those are great, but they fade away. They're ultimately not the most important thing. Our understanding of love as we grow will continue to grow. Like I said, those of you who are married, you love your spouse more today than you did when you first got married. This continues to develop this continues to grow and you continue to grow in understanding of one another the same thing happens in our faith as we grow in love for god we realize that love of god we realize that oh my goodness this love that god has for us is great now even in scripture uh, paul tells us you can't fully comprehend the great love of god he he compares it to looking into a mirror now the mirrors back then were made of bronze and if you can imagine looking into that type of mirror you can't really see much it's kind of fuzzy but you get the general idea of what you look like right so paul says you will you'll look at yourself you'll look at your love for god and that love will grow exponentially throughout your life but you won't comprehend the depth and the breadth of that love until you are in the presence of God. To me, that's kind of exciting. It's not something that's, that's just static, just lays there. It's something, a relationship that grows and develops. And so he emphasizes that love is the most important thing for us and for us to act on that love, to lead in love. The last verse in this chapter kind of summarizes everything. It's, um, if you wanted to, to skip to the, to the end, it's, it's, this is what it all means. Paul says, and now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, and the greatest of these is love. That's what he's trying to say in this chapter is without love, you've got Nothing. Without love, you can't understand the greatest of, of God's love. Without love, you can't use your spiritual gifts. Without love, you can't show others love and the love of God. So friends, this passage for us, it invites us to examine our hearts. What are our motives? What are our motives to to do things? Are they done in love? So that begs the question, why do you do the things you do? Do you do it for recognition? Do you do it because you're supposed to? Do you do it because you have a pride within yourself that says, if I don't do it, I'm nothing? No, God calls us to look at all the opportunities we have to serve inside and outside of the church and says, do it for me. Do it so that you might honor me so that others, when they look at you, can say they are leading in love. They do things out of love, not for themselves, not for selfish ambition, but they do things for God. I want to encourage you this week um, to do two things. First, if you haven't figured out what your spiritual gift is, let's figure that out. Like I said earlier on, and like Jenny preached about last week, everyone has a spiritual gift. So if you come to me and say, I'm just not gifted, I'll say, yes, you are. You have a gift that God has given you, and God wants you to use it. So if you don't know what that gift is, come talk to Jenny, come talk to me. We know some great resources to help you figure that out, to help you figure out how God has gifted you. And the second part um, is, how are you going to use that gift? How are you going to lead in love? How are you going to honor God with the gift? Again, if you aren't sure how to use those gifts, come talk to me, come talk to Jenny. We know so many different opportunities just here in the church that that you can take on that will allow you to use your gifts and allow you to show God love. But you know what's great, too, is that it's not just inside the church that you use these gifts. You can go out there, into the community, into the world, and use gifts and and honor God and glorify God in the world. In fact, I think that's where God wants us to go. So we know some resources to help you get outside the walls as well. Friends, just go out. Go out and lead with love. For if we lead with love, We are doing what God has called us to do. And we're doing what God has done for us. Going out and loving. Would you pray with me? Almighty God, we thank you so much that you sent your son because you love us. And God, I pray. I pray that we would be able to lead with love and to show that love to others. Allow others to know how much you love them. And how much you desire a relationship with them. God, help our motivations to be pure. That we would honor you with our gifts and our service. In your name we pray. Amen.
1: For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. And we give because God first gave to us. And out of our generosity, we give as an expression of our gratitude and our love towards God for that love. So uh, you can give this morning to the ministry and mission of this church, either uh, online, through our website, or you may mail it in to our secured mailbox, or drop it at the offering plate at either door. So let us now offer to God our gifts, our tithes, and our very lives.
4: has been to be here worshiping God, the God of love you. I invite you now to go out and to lead in love. Do everything that you do in love. Go in the name of God the creator, God the redeemer and God the sustainer. Go in peace.
0: been listening to the Meeting Midway podcast from Midway United Methodist Church. The doors to our community are open to all, and we invite guests to join us at our services on Sunday. We have a traditional worship service at 8.30 a.m. in our historic chapel, an acoustic worship service at 9.45 a.m. in our historic chapel, and a contemporary service at 11 a.m. in our modern sanctuary. For more information, check us out online at midwayumc.org. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you soon.